Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment, upvote, and join our subtext community. The link for that is in the description. I'm here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment. How are we doing, Tom? Hey, I'm doing groovy. Yeah, we got a nice new look Locked On Ole Miss podcast set up here. This is like the first time we've used this one. I like it. I like Man. it a lot. Yeah, um, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, Ross Dellinger just reported that the SEC is going to go one year, only one year, at eight games and then move to nine games. And part of these eight games is going to be preserving these rivalries like LSU, the third Saturday in October, the Deep South's oldest rivalry, the stuff that we wanted, the demands that we had, and I'm not saying they listened to us, but what we were yelling about all week on this channel, it looks like that is going to be taken care of moving forward. But a temp situation like this, it always makes me nervous that this is going to be temporary, temporarily permanent. So we'll see whenever they get to Destin next year if they keep their word. Right, yeah. I'm sure there are certain teams in the conference that, like the four non-conference games so they can get their guaranteed four wins and then they only have to win two conference games to get to some minor bowl but i think our uh, aspirations are higher and i'm not too worried about that i think we're our our mindset is bringing on this play and so I, I'm looking forward to the nine-game SEC schedule. You know, you got to think about it. Look, we, we had a 10-game nothing-but-SEC schedule during COVID. So, and, and I loved it. It was SEC game every week. You didn't have to worry about, you know, flipping the channels and watching somebody play the Sisters of the Poor or whatever it is. It was really good football. So I, I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, like the old saying goes, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Absolutely. And I think it was Mississippi State. Mississippi State doesn't necessarily have a secondary rival. That's I was trying to think of who Mississippi State's rival other than Ole Miss was. Who? What, what game would be I, so important I, if they'd be upset if they missed? Yeah, I've got a friend at work that says that their secondary rival is, is Alabama, but because they're so close to each other, I guess, on the same highway. But I don't know. I, You know, you're supposed to win your rivalry games every once in a while, so I don't know. Yeah. It, and it, yes, that, I was thinking, you know, Arkansas has kind of turned into something, but it's not where Ole Miss and Arkansas is. And no, LSU no, no. just laughs at the idea maybe, of playing state. Maybe A&M? Maybe. Maybe because, you know, I, I know State would like that because in the past few years they've won more than they've lost with mm-hmm. A&M. So they, they usually fit and match up well against them. Uh, so that would be something. But, you know, ours, ours are easy. I mean, our top two rivals are LSU and State. Mm-hmm. Probably know, number three. Friends, Arkansas but, is number know, three. Yeah. Sir? Arkansas is number three yeah. probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say Alabama three. I'd say Arkansas is probably number four. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put I yeah. wouldn't put Alabama up at three. I, I would put Alabama at like five. I think Arkansas and then Vanderbilt because they played Vanderbilt a hundred times. Long history with Vanderbilt. Hmm. We really have. 
and they've, you know, we've had some really good teams, and they've come in and waxed our behinds too. So, you know, it's a, uh, it, 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 you know, that is a good rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I doubt if the SEC will keep that for us, though. I think, I think our permanents are going to be, are going to be, if we go to nine games, are going to be LSU State and Arkansas. I think yeah. that's what we'll get. Yeah, that's that's uh, that sounds about right, and that's honestly fair. It'll be fun. That's kind of what the yeah. fans want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And let you know, Missouri and Arkansas and Oklahoma and Texas. Let them have their old rivalries that they used to have, and you know, we'll and A and M, of course. You know, the Texas Texas A and M game will be back, and that's good for college football, but. No, I, I I think a nine game SEC season is is wonderful. Yeah, I think the nine game SEC season needs to be kept with the Power Five game. Everybody shouldn't get out of yeah. this Power Five game. It should be required because Kentucky plays Louisville, Florida, Florida State, South Carolina, Clemson. It wouldn't exactly be fair for them to keep those rivals if the rest of the SEC is playing the weak sisters of the poor. For their three games, so yeah. I do think it should be nine SEC games at a Power Five game. Oh, I agree, one hundred percent. But you know, that's good. And that's what the SEC is about, and you know, you got to compete. We we're fixing. I'm kind of a segue into our roster. Uh, we're gonna have the the, and I said this last year, but it's true this year. We're going to have the most loaded roster that we've had in the modern era. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to be stacked. And uh, especially if get uh, Xavion. Is that his name, Xavion? Oh, is he talking about Scar Franklin? The UTSA guy? No, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of Xavion Harris for some reason. But anyway, yeah, if we get, if we get the kid from UTSA, we're going to be in in good shape at receiver. And, you know, we, we've picked up enough DBs. We're going to be good there. You've mentioned it uh, over and over that linebacker's good. <clears throat> I believe that's true. I think we've got tons on the defensive line. Offensive line looks good. Skill players look good. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody in the SEC is going to be good for the most yeah. part. You have to but, do it. I, exactly. I think we're going to surprise some people. I really do. I know it's going to be the first year in, in Pete Golding's system, but I feel confident that we've got some, some good football minds on defense and that we're going to be okay. I also feel confident that we didn't see anything uh, at all, basically, in the spring game as far as defense. Uh, that was beyond vanilla. And uh, I really don't think we'll see anything super good until, you know, we hit SEC play. Yeah, speaking of, you know, recruiting and golding and new system and all that, this is the first weekend they're starting the official visits because uh, June 1st, it made it to where you could take as many official visits as you want to do. Used to, their body was like trying to get that official visit to know whether or not a player was actually interested now that player could have 20 yeah. official visits, so you're not really going to be able to do that as well. But um, Dylan Hip, a tight end at Arizona's on campus, I think um, 
Um, Joseph Cryer is on campus. I think two others are as well. Football-wise, defense. Um, there's a basketball-wise. There's a 2024 seven-footer that decommitted from Auburn yeah. that's on campus right now as well. You know, you talk about that that 2024 seven-foot center that decommitted from Auburn. You know, and then you see that Flanagan is one of our one of our assistant coaches. I think that bodes well for us. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I think uh, we've recruited lights out in the portal, in my opinion, in men's basketball. We've done well in women's basketball in the portal. Uh, done good in football in the portal. So uh, the portal has been kind so far to Ole Miss, as, as far as, as I can tell. Yeah, they just got a commitment from um, Jalen Murray from St. Peter's, the Peacocks. Um, looking to come to Ole Miss. This, this is a point guard from New York City. Super quick. He's a little bit taller than Ruffin, but honestly, he's as quick as a pre-surgery Ruffin was. You just saw him going by people um, in his highlight tape. And he looks like he's a little bit of a volume three-point shooter. Either way, with the talent that this basketball team has, has assembled, I mean, Chris Beard's just doing a heck of a job right now. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, I've never been a huge, huge basketball fan. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a football fanatic, but I've been impressed with what he's done and the people that I listen to that do know about basketball were all saying, all we need is a point guard, man. All we need is a point guard. All we need is a point guard. And then we get this this kid from, from St. Peter's. So, I, I, you know, I, I think Chris Beard knows what he's doing. I think we're going to be the, the most improved team in the SEC in basketball. Yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of feels like he knows what he's doing for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, his, his record shows it. His recruiting record shows it. He made it to the finals at Texas Tech, you know, so that's pretty good pedigree as far as I'm concerned. And, I, you know, I love Coach Yo. I think she's doing good. Um, I wasn't surprised to see that they didn't extend Coach Bianco's contract after this year. Of course, if he has a really good year next year, I'm sure – you know that that they'll, you know it's and and I'm sure they, they you know Keith Carter and Coach Bianco are big boys, you know they know that they he got rewarded for last year with a new contract, and they know that he couldn't be extended this year because of the record. Of course, we had you know we had lots of injuries and stuff, but at the same time. That's just how business is, you know. If they, if you excel, you're rewarded, and if you don't, you're you're not rewarded. So that is absolutely right. Anyway, that thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We have Brian Smith talking recruiting. Actually, you know, we talked about the commitment out of the kid from New Orleans um, that runs runs a ten to one hundred. I think it's Raji Dennis. And we talked about that, what that means in the scheme of a Lane Kiffin offense. We always talk about this offense is designed to torture linebackers. Um, whenever the jet sweep is not an option because of bad snaps like it was last year, makes the offense a little bit simpler. Whenever the tight end gets hurt, it gets a little simpler. And then all of a sudden, the linebackers can just focus on number four and can wreak havoc. We talked to him about what Lane Kiffin is doing to fix that issue. Anyway, Tom, thank you so much for stopping by, man, and um, we'll talk to you next week, bud. Hey, thanks, man, and hotty toddy.
Hadi tari.